Hey, what's up, y'all? So normally this podcast is a conversation between two people, but I have been sitting on some ideas for a little bit and I want to share them. Uh, One of the reasons this podcast used to be mostly just having a conversation between two homies is because I've noticed um, that when two people are talking and one person's reality is uh, sort of questioned or potentially even threatened uh, by the points or the ideas that another person is presenting, it can often turn into a debate. A person can often end up defending their beliefs um, against somebody else's beliefs without that ever having been the intention of the conversation. If you walked into a conversation hoping to have a dialectical discussion about something and just share your information and build a shared understanding, and it turned into, well, actually, I know this and you're wrong, um, then you know what I'm talking about. This doesn't happen as much with two people. When it's just me and another person, it's very easy to have a dialectical conversation. What tends to happen is, oh, uh, when when I don't know something or when they don't know something, uh, in the presence of just the two of us, it usually turns into, oh, so I learned this and this is why um, I'm operating with this model. And it's been really beautiful to have those conversations. And the reason that I started this podcast was to share those conversations. I was like, it's amazing the amount of uh, experience and eloquence and insight uh, that can be brought out of somebody else's experience when you are inviting it out of them. But when you find yourself in a, in a, in a debate, um, this frequently happens whenever there is more than two people involved in these conversations. Um, it, it turns into somebody's ego trying to protect their understanding of reality. And I don't mean that in a judgmental way. We all have our egos and we're all trying to protect our understanding of reality uh, when we you know, get into these situations, um, it seems. But what is fascinating about it is that people want to present their argument to prove their point rather than uh, invite you to understand where they're coming from and then to ask you how it does or does not overlap with your understanding of reality. I, I think that this, this time I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And then the next one of these that I'm going to record and probably share, maybe even today, will be a little bit of a talk about uh, a different topic that's kind of near and dear to my heart. That just I, it, I was going to have a great conversation with my friend uh, Esmeré, and it never really materialized. Um, and I've been waiting on this one for weeks, so I'm not going to wait anymore. Um, but uh, here we go. So... I've noticed, and I don't know if it's, uh, if it's because I, I got into this thing called human design at some point or what. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about human design. Human design is this thing that this dude who was probably doing hallucinogenics in Ibiza happened upon when he, he got this sort of prophecy from a voice that explained to him how all of these ancient wisdom traditions link together. He calls it the perfect synthesis, or he did call it the perfect synthesis, uh, the man passed away um, a couple years back, I think maybe in 2015 or something like that. Um, it's He's got a huge amount of very dedicated followers. Uh, some of them are a little bit out there. A lot of them are a little bit out there. Um, but one of my exes introduced me to the concept. And uh, when, we, when she introduced me to it, she was like, oh, I bet you are this type. You bet you're a manifesting generator. Um, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And, uh, we took the test, we did the assessment, 
Um, and I was not a manifesting generator. I was a mental projector. Um, she was a manifesting generator. And so I guess she saw herself in me, which is pretty typical of my type as far as I uh, understand. In my understanding, a mental projector. So projectors are uh, a type of um, sort of auric configuration for a human being where because they, they don't have access to consistent sacral energy, their sacral, if we were to look at this as the chakra system, my sacral chakra is not um, defined to any other center in my body. And therefore it amplifies the sacral energy of anybody that I encounter. Um, when people talk about your chakras, typically in the Vedic system, your chakras are active or inactive um, and they open from bottom to top, right? You, uh, the Kundalini energy moves through the nadis up the top. So you move the energy from the bottom to the top, from the roots, started from the bottom, now we're here, right? Seventh chakra, uh, open mind, access to, to, to you know, that, that heavenly inspiration, et cetera, et cetera. Bottom chakra, rooted, uh, secure, right? And all the things in between that come from uh, rooting down and everything that goes between rooting down and finding divinity is in between. Uh, but in human design, it's not so simple. Instead of seven centers, there are nine centers, and they uh, all have nadis, if we're going to keep using this Vedic system, that connect to your other centers, uh, your, your chakras, right? And when they are connected, they have a specific theme that creates for you uh, sort of a, a true energy that is your own. This energy uh, you give to people as your aura encounters them, and uh, it gives them aspects of your truth, it kind of conditions them. Uh, people are constantly being conditioned by the, by the world around us. Um, so if we were to go back to Vedic understandings, it would be like saying, uh, we are Purusha Prakriti, we are like raw consciousness, raw energy, and we are constantly being conditioned by the Maya, by the illusion um, that we perceive. The illusion uh, shapes us right? It, uh, we create the sanskaras. We, we have our, our patternings that, that uh, end up deeper and deeper within us, and they sort of dictate our behavior. Anyway, uh, for me, as a mental projector, I am one of the few types, every type has uh, inner authority to uh, some extent. It basically means what energy below your throat uh, helps you find your consistent truth. Um, in yoga, we would, be uh, we would be deconditioning and opening all of our chakras and uh, we would find expression in the throat and we would find, uh, you know, foresight in the third eye and we would find uh, access to divinity in the seventh uh, top chakra, right? Um, but uh, the, the balancing point for us in the Vedic system is the heart center, right? So all the energy leading up to the heart center allows you to have the ability to engage with the world in a compassionate, caring way. When uh, those things are not in, in line, you can end up in uh, a lustful, distrustful, um, angry. Uh, you can find yourself empathetic to the point of codependence. That's like the energy that happens, right? You have these dysfunctional energies. Um, but in the human design system, uh, everybody has an inner authority that's based on what is defined below the throat. If you have nothing defined below the throat, you are probably a mental projector, unless you have nothing defined at all, in which case you are a reflector. Reflectors are different and we're not going to get into all that. But the reason that I brought all that up is to say that I don't have an inner authority. I don't have something consistent below the throat. I don't have 
a consistent gut instinct. I don't have uh, a consistent like uh, willpower energy in this in this modality, right? So in this in this uh, in this model of of human energetic interaction, I am at the mercy of all of you, um, and it, I find this really entertaining because I find myself increasingly as I've gotten older withdrawing away from people. I find myself, and it, funny enough, you know, the, the description of my, my mental profile, um, I'm supposed to do that. Um, I finally am at that point in my life where I'm just like, yeah, I've tried it your way. I can't do it that way. I came here knowing what I'm supposed to do. I came here knowing my truth and I'm just going to have to live it. If you don't like that, that's fine. Um, that being said, this way of interacting, this, uh, this model of debate, it's ancient. It is an ancient tool for creating understanding. And what's really funny is that if you look at the, at the ancient understanding of a debate, uh, two people would show up with arguments and rebuttals to the other person's arguments so that the people observing them could decide for themselves what it was that they should believe. And when the people did that, it allowed you to engage in better democracy because the people could go with their informed decisions and say, you know what? I believe this is truly for the best for uh, this group of people. Um, everybody, if you were in a democratic system, uh, you believed that you were working towards the greater good of the tribe of the collective. And that's really important because we now live in the West in sort of this very individualistic system uh, where it's a republic, it's not a, it's not a democracy. So when we make our votes, um, a lot of us are voting, trying to vote in our own best interest. We have these very complex uh, problems that have a binary for answers. They have uh, either you go with this guy or you go with that guy. And I know it's not that simple, but often we go for what represents my interest the best. I don't necessarily care if it's in everybody's interest. Um, I, I don't know everybody, I'm not connected to everybody, and I don't care about their thoughts and opinions. So what's really fascinating is this idea of debating somebody to prove your point, to prove your position, uh, despite the fact that you guys are not actually sitting here all working together to create a, a, a joint uh, movement into the future is kind of preposterous. It doesn't make any sense. And on an interpersonal level, if you're just sitting there having a chat with one individual, it doesn't really make sense that you're trying to superimpose your understanding of reality upon them if what they're going to do next has nothing, has no bearing on your future. So I, I don't see why uh, it makes sense to people to impose their understanding of the world, to impose their conditioning on other people, to impose the way that they've taken on the conditioning of the world onto the other uh, when they could, knowing that, you know, we live now very individualistically and whatnot, they could take it upon themselves to learn what the other sees. Um, I think that as I've, as I've gotten into human design, the, the main takeaway for me has been how do I engage in this new paradigm of allowing the other to teach me? How do I engage in that way? Because in the, in the model of human design, the projector is the guide. The projector is here to, to be effectively the leader, but the concept of leader doesn't come from... Uh, I'm better than you. It comes from, I understand you. I know what it is to follow. Therefore, I am allowed to lead. 
but I am not allowed to lead until you recognize that I know what it is to follow, that I understand what it is to be you. So you never, you never um, lead as a projector simply by telling people what to do. You lead as a projector by recognizing the power and the skill and the beauty of the other and recognizing that you can help them based on what you know about uh, what it is they are and how the world works. What you know allows you to help them expand and blossom and grow. So it's like a mutually supportive system. You're not here to be in charge of them, but you are here to benefit from them as they benefit from you. Um, it's not uh, the same sort of power dynamic that you see that we kind of have, have grown uh, as you know, a global societies into of this like hierarchy of there is somebody at the top and they are more important. In fact, projectors are a smaller, they're like one fifth of the population, generators, uh, the, the, one of the other types. The, the most populous type are like 70% of the population or, or 67% of the population. And uh, they are here to love, to live, and to build the world, right? They're here to respond to what is them and to bring more of that into the world. But uh, most of them have been conditioned, uh, as we all have, uh, to build what society wants us to bring into the world rather than allowing society to benefit from what we want to bring into the world, which is, I think, a, a really nuanced difference. But the reason I went on this 13-minute explanation was because when I interact with another person and I'm having a conversation, it is so important for me personally to try to create a shared understanding because I am so flexible. Um, and when I look at my chart, it makes sense that I am so flexible because I, I don't have anything that tells me that I have to be any specific way except for uh, in the mind. Um, and I'm not even too attached to that. Mine is all about, my main, my main um, channel is all about, my only channel is about diving into like esoteric wisdom. I am like made to be a, a nerd that hangs out looking at dusty scrolls. That's like, that's how, that's how I function. Um, so when I look at the way that people talk, when I look at the way that people do things, um, for me, I've spent a lot of time uh, sort of trying to decipher, deconstruct, and then embody the sort of deconstructivist understandings that the Tao, that Tantra, that yoga, um, that even, you know, Islam and Christianity provide for us. There is a sort of understanding that comes with Christ consciousness, if you're a Christian, that like the, the sacred text is not the arbiter of truth. You know, like there is a divine truth beyond your human understanding. And so, for example, if like you, you have a rule that says punish the sinner, um, how can you punish a sinner if you yourself are a sinner, right? If you know yourself to be a sinner, can you punish a sinner? Uh, when we go and we look at like Islam, for example, and we find like Sufis, right? so beautiful there's this concept of like of like god as the proto consciousness that has uh sort of sublimated itself into all beings and all things and everything you witness is god you are god the good is god and evil is god um and that can be very very uh destabilizing and threatening and confounding but that is to say that like the way that i have taught myself to see the world by looking at these ancient texts is to not attach to my human understanding of anything. Um, so frequently I find myself in these moments where people are arguing with a position that I don't actually think I'm presenting. 
And it's quite possible that they are, uh, based on the nature of language, projecting that if I do not speak the words that they speak, I do not agree with the thing that they are saying. Um, and frequently I don't. But not agreeing with what you're saying is not challenging what you're saying. Um, and even then, to challenge what a person is saying isn't necessarily to declare it as wrong, but to ask them to verify it as true. Uh, and when you ask somebody to verify something is true, I think two things tend to happen. One is that they feel um, like their, their belief, their worldview is, is under attack or is under fire. And two, um, they have to then defend that. Uh, very few people, once I've gotten into this space of having a debate where, where they're arguing a position that I'm not trying to argue against, but rather that I'm trying to understand, uh, is that we just, end, we just end up stuck. We end up stuck going over similar or certain points over and over again because the person is trying to build uh, an argument from a, a perspective that it's like if I already have information that proves that uh, the thing that, that the example you're giving me is false, do you want to take the time to make your whole argument and then have me take you back to the beginning of it and tell you, okay, so that thing you said that you built your whole argument on is wrong, what would you do? If that were the case, would you switch your position or would you change it? Would you allow yourself to not know and would you look for something new? Or would you just try to find a new argument that represents your understanding? Are you sitting here trying to justify your beliefs to me? Uh, because I'm not asking you to justify your beliefs to me necessarily. Uh, I'm asking you to explain your beliefs to me. I don't need you to tell me why you believe they're true. I don't, I don't need you to logically explain it. I just want to understand where it comes from. Is it, is it uh, from a, a space of logic? Is it from a space of emotion? Do you have some sort of numinous feeling that causes you to believe that this is the truth even if you don't necessarily have evidence for it? Is it faith-based? Um, I would argue that all knowledge is faith-based because if you look at the world that we currently live in, we've proven um, in so many different ways that uh, human perception is deeply flawed. Uh, we don't see the world very accurately. We don't see ourselves very accurately. It's basically impossible. Um, a lot of the things that we, we rely upon, uh, our brain is, is coming up with shortcuts to give us information or to allow the world to be, um, so it allows us to make sense of the world that we're looking at. So we see things not as they are, but as it makes sense for us to see them so that we can perpetuate our understanding of self in the world. And I don't think that's a problem. But it does make it much harder to affirm reality. It makes it much harder to have a justified true belief, um, which is the epistemological definition of knowledge, a justified true belief. So you have to justify a belief. You have to, to prove it to be true. You can justify something that isn't true. And um, something can be true and you can just declare that it is not. It's unjustifiable. It's untenable. It's indefensible, right? Um, utilitarianism as a philosophy runs into this problem a lot. But for me, when I'm sitting there and I'm trying to hear another person, uh, it's, it's honestly kind of tiresome. I'm, I'm a little bit tired of, of having conversations where I'm sitting there listening to a person defend their position um, that I'm not attacking uh, instead of explaining their position and trying to educate me on how they came to, came to understand it. Because if there is one thing that I truly understand 
Um, there are several things that I believe I truly understand. But one of the things that I, I also don't believe that people understand things. I believe that we create understandings of things. But language is, is a <laughs> – language is paradoxical and kind of a, a problem in and of itself. And we can get into that another day. But uh, one of the things that I truly uh, believe that I understand is that no model is the thing itself. Every model is an abstraction of the phenomena. Um, when I talk to you about my happiness, you're not experiencing my happiness. You're experiencing my understanding of happiness as disseminated into language. You then process that through your own understanding of language and you create within yourself an understanding of whether or not that is happiness, whether or not I'm truly happy, whether or not you agree that I should or should not be happy uh, since I experienced that. If you believe that emotion uh, needs to be validated or not, right? Some people have these beliefs. So for me, there's, there's just, there's so much extra bullshit that happens when I'm talking to a person who instead of trying to share their understanding and create a shared understanding that I can walk away with so that I can create a better understanding of them for myself. Uh, and instead they try to impose their understanding upon me, which is not going to work because that's not how I see the world. I just, I just don't. Um, and I'm getting to a point nowadays where it's starting to feel tiresome of me, uh, for me to allow people to walk into my life, to walk into my conversations and to do this over and over again. I don't believe it's an appropriate way to interact with me. Um, I think it's fine if that's what you want to do with other people. I think that's fine if that's what you want to do. But I've learned from observing the world for, you know, as long as I've been alive and observing the records that we have of humanity's history, that this is not effective. And so, I mean, y'all can miss me with that bullshit. If you're not trying to come to a shared understanding, I think I'm going to have to just authorize myself. Like in this moment, I am giving myself permission to just be like, yo, I understand that you maybe have studied this. I understand that you feel good about your understanding of this, but I am not here to argue with you about this. So if you can't change your tone to a, hey, let's create a shared understanding of what this actually is in the world. If it's going to be like a, a lecture and you're just trying to tell people what's up. Like, if you just try to tell me what's up, especially if you broke into my fucking conversation with another person to start trying to tell me what's up, you can just miss me with that bullshit. Like, we're, we're done here. All right, y'all. I hope you have a beautiful day. Um, if you're curious about human design, um, if you want to know about your type, um, if you want to know about your strategy and authority, whatever it is you want to experiment with human design, you can hit me up. Um, I am kind of truly skeptic and agnostic so like I can tell you a lot about it um, philosophically and I can tell you what it's felt like uh, viscerally but I want you to understand that this is not like my religion or my belief system so if you like have major issues with it be completely honest if you like it be honest if you hate it be honest I want to know what you actually feel I want to know what you actually think um, if you want to have a conversation that is a dialectic conversation, a dialectical, dialectic, a dialectic conversation about something that you have been observing in the world. You fucking hit me up, dog. Like, just let me know. I, I would love to hear what it is you want to talk about. The original podcast idea that I had um, came from this conversation I was having with my friend Cricket. And I was like, 
Uh, it was going to be, let me break this down for you one last time. And it was just going to be me talking to people about things that they are tired of explaining to other people so that when they found themselves in that conversation again, they could go. So here's an episode of a podcast that I did where I explain exactly the bullshit that you're talking about. Um, here are the points. Here is the history. Here are the facts. Here are the sources. Go read the sources. Argue with the sources. Do not argue with me because for me, this is my reality. And for you, this is a hypothetical or for me, this is somebody else's that I love's reality. And for you, this is a hypothetical thought experiment where you're just going to go back to your life and not give any fucks about how you're ruining somebody else's. So, I mean, if any of you are interested in participating in that kind of a thing, once again, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Insta Georges. Um, yeah, I would, I would love to participate in those conversations. And I'm currently working on a project um, about uh, helping people self-actualize. So if you're interested in talking about self-actualization, getting a better sense for who you are and why you are and how you are, um, I am not the person who is trying to give you answers. I am the person who's trying to help you find the correct questions for you at the correct time for you. I'm not trying to make you into somebody else so that you can take that um, that baggage and that self-image and then break down somewhere else and have somebody else uh, tell you what you are and what you need to fix. What I want is for you to be able to self-assess and for you to talk to people um, not for you to talk to people, but for you to self-assess and for you to go, okay, so this is what I want to fix. And this is how I feel about fixing it. Um, this is the level I feel that I'm at. How do I find the appropriate tools for me to make the progress I want? How do I find the appropriate mentor for me to make the progress I want? All right. So, um, yeah, if you want to reach out to me and talk to me about any of those things, you fucking do it. And, um, yeah, thank you. Have a beautiful day, y'all.